Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. We are continuing in our sermon series uh, in Acts on Purpose and Power. Um, We are picking up in the fifth chapter of Acts, and as we have heard that Acts is a continuation of the gospel of Luke, begins to talk about the spread of the gospel, the beginning of the early church. So if you would... If you're willing and able, would you please stand with me for the reading of God's word? Acts chapter 5, we'll begin in verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they had heard this, they were enraged, and they wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all people, stood and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, men of Israel, Take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Thedius rose up claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in, in the days of the census and drew away some of, the, some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow it. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching The Christ is Jesus, 
This is the word of God. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. Join me in a word of prayer. God, our gracious Father, we thank you again for just who you are. God, as it is now time for your word to be preached, I simply pray, God, that you would open our eyes and our ears so that we may receive of you. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The late U.S. Congressman John Lewis lived a life dedicated to seeking justice for the marginalized and ignored. Throughout his life, he was repeatedly arrested, uh, assaulted by angry, unrestrained mobs. One such occasion was Sunday, March 7th, 1965, which is called Bloody Sunday, when Alabama state troopers beat and gassed John Lewis and hundreds of marchers on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Leaving John Lewis in the hospital with a cracked skull, when questioned later in his life about Bloody Sunday and about his life journey of service, he said, my philosophy is simple. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, say something, do something, get in trouble, good trouble. Do not get lost in the sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is a struggle of a lifetime. Never be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. So today I'm going to talk about good trouble and necessary trouble. In this passage that, we, that is before us today, you're going to find that Peter and the apostles have appeared to gotten themselves in trouble. But not ordinary trouble, but good trouble, necessary trouble. In verses 12 through 15, we find that the Holy Spirit is at work. And the Holy Spirit is at work through the apostles. There is the spreading of the gospel beyond Jerusalem. Scripture tells us that people were bringing their sick and afflicted friends to be healed. What we see is that the power of the Holy Spirit is at work. We see a picture of the church at work. The church was doing the work of the church. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know, whenever we are doing the work of the church, when lives are being changed, when eyes are being opened, when ears are being stopped, we will, we will see the adversary show up. He's going to show up and he's going to try to stop us. Whenever the gospel is impacting lives, whenever people are being changed, the adversary will show up. And the adversary in this passage shows up in the form of jealousy, opposition, and hostility. And he shows up through the high priests and the Sadducees. If we see right here in this passage, it says, but the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is the party of the Sadducees, and were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in prison. So they arrested them. They put them in prison. You know why the high priest and the Sadducees were jealous? 
They, this Bible says they were jealous. They were envious of what the apostles were doing. They looked at the apostles and they accounted the apostles to be nothing. Peter and the apostles were nothing. The high priests and the Sadducees, they, they were in charge of the religious and legal issues. Whatever religious and legal issues had, the high priests and the Sadducees, they, they handled all this stuff. And now you got those ordinary men, those unlearned fishermen, those people that were counted to be nothing. They were fishermen. They didn't smell good at the end of the day. But the high priest took pride in making sure that everything was in order. But the fishermen were not like that. The apostles were not like that. So they handled the, the, uh, the, the, in, within this Sadducees were also what's called the Sanhedrin Council. And the Sanhedrin Council was led by a high priest who was also typically a Sadducee. So here it is. This council, the governing body of all religious and legal issues, is being outshined by some ordinary men, some fishermen, men who were being discounted because of their occupation. So now, I don't know about y'all, but I see that the apostles are, are frustrated, like the, the, the council is frustrated. They're not looking at us anymore. They're not coming to us with their issues. They're not coming to us with their concerns. They're going to these men. And so the council was frustrated. So the high priest was filled with jealousy. And so he said, you know what? We, we got to put a stop to this. We got to put a stop to them sharing this gospel. We got to put a stop to this. These no-name fishermen, we got to do something with this. So they take the Peter and the apostles and they throw them in jail. Why? For sharing the gospel. They threw them in jail for sharing the gospel. Church, this is good trouble. This is necessary trouble. Not only was there jealousy, but there was opposition. Once, now, I want us to look at this. Now, Peter and the apostles were put in jail. So I'm, I'm going to skip up a little bit. I want to talk about how they got out, but I want to talk about the opposition that they faced. Now, when they were brought before the high priest, the high priest questioned them, why do y'all keep filling Jerusalem with this teaching? After we've warned you not to do this, why do you keep doing this? We've told you to stop preaching on, about this Jesus. We told you to stop talking about this man. Not only are you talking about him, you're you putting us in a bad spot. You, you're going to have people upset, and the people are going to come after us. Y'all going to put his blood on us. So they became hostile with this. They, they, they opposed them. They opposed them. They questioned them. They were jealous. They opposed them. They questioned them. And now here's what Peter and the apostle says. We must obey God rather than man. Y'all, that's good. That's good trouble right there. That's good trouble because they decided that no matter what you say to us, no matter how you threaten us, we have chosen to obey God rather than man. Y'all, that's a good place to be in, that when you've made up in your mind, come hell or high water, no matter what comes my way, I have decided that I am going to obey God rather than man. That's good stuff, y'all. Are y'all with me this morning? Because sometimes trouble comes our way. And when trouble comes our way, y'all, most of us don't want trouble. Most of us don't want trouble. We, we want things to go smooth. We want things to go in order. And most of us will almost agree to do anything just to stay out of trouble. 
But these men said, we'd rather obey God. No matter what comes, we have decided that we will obey God. So here's what happened. The high priest and the council, not, they were already mad, but now they really got mad. It's because scripture says they were enraged. They wanted to kill Peter and the apostle. The church was under attack. The church was under attack. And guess what? The church is under attack today. No matter, no matter what we think, there's somebody that want to stop the gospel from being spread. There's somebody that don't think the gospel is important. But just like those men in the face of jealousy, opposition, and hostility, they continue to preach the gospel. We, too, must continue to be true to the gospel. No matter what we are faced with, we must be true to the gospel. I, I'm excited about opposition. I'm excited about hostility. You know why? Because when, when Jesus made the declaration when he was talking to Peter and he said, upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm excited about that because he said, don't worry about what comes. The attacks going to come. The enemy is going to come. But guess what? You don't have to worry about it because the gates of hell will not prevail. So church, I need us to understand things will come. Things will try to stop us. Things will try to come and throw us off track. Things will happen to try to get us to bicker among one another. Things will happen to try to cause us to not want to do his will. But when we know that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, we might as well stand tall and continue to declare the truth of the gospel. Anybody excited this morning? I'm excited because I know he's good. I'm excited because he promised to never leave me nor forsake me. He promised to walk with me. He promised to talk with me. That is good trouble, y'all. That is necessary trouble. It is necessary sometimes that we go through heartache. It is necessary sometimes that we realize that the enemy is on our back. You know why the adversary don't want us to be the church? He don't want us to be the church because he know the gospel will change lives. He don't want us to be the church because he know when we get everything in common, we'll have one heart and one soul. He know that when we are the church, that there will be no needy among us. He knows this. He knows that when we are the church, that we will fellowship together and we'll be devoted to the teaching of the word of God, just like they were in the early church. So we got an adversary who wants to stop us from being the church. So what happens is the adversary causes trouble. But I want y'all to know it's good trouble. It's necessary trouble so that we can let our light shine in a dark world. The adversary don't want us to be the church. Look at this, y'all. The apostles are arrested. They're put in prison. And in verses 19 through 23, you find out that while the apostles in prison, that Jesus miraculously delivers them. They get arrested. They're put in prison and they're put in prison and they're going to go on trial the next morning. Because it's night, they just put him in there and they leave him there. So the next morning, the high priest sends his men to go get Peter and the apostles. But when they get to the prison, guess what? Peter and the apostles are gone. The jail is locked, just, just like it was when they put him in there. 
They locked them inside. And when the next morning came, Peter and the apostles were gone. Y'all, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but God has a way that's mighty sweet. When he wants to deliver you, he can do it in such a way that it don't cause a ruckus. He can do it in such a way that folk won't even know that it happened. Because when they went to the prison, the men were gone. So they went back and said, they're gone. Now, when he, when he rescues Peter and the apostles, he tells them to go into the temple and tell the people the words of life. He does not tell them to go home and hide. He does not tell them to get out of the city. He doesn't tell them to go somewhere and sit down and be quiet. He says, but go into the temple. You want to know why he sent them to the temple? Because that's where the council met. That's where the people in authority met. He was sending them, hey, I want you to go and keep doing what I call you to do. Y'all, sometimes... I'm talking about we're going to have to get in good trouble. We're going to have to get in necessary trouble, y'all. It was necessary for them. It was good for them to go stand in the council and tell folk the good news of this life. So they go and they tell them. So the council grabs them again and he brings them back. And he says, why why do y'all keep doing this? Why, do y'all, why are y'all insisting on not doing what we've told you or going against what we've told you to do? You know why? Because they had already said it. They'd rather obey God than man. But listen, they found themselves, even when they got arrested, y'all, Scripture says that they were handled with care. They were handled with care. You know why? Because the people were watching. And they were afraid if they was rough with Peter and the apostles, that the people would stone them. That's what scripture says, that the people would stone them. Y'all, it is good to know that when we are doing what God says, if we are faced with good trouble and necessary trouble, guess what, y'all? God can take care of our life, y'all. He can handle our lives. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? He said, John Lewis. Now, I'm not here to talk about John Lewis. But he said some stuff that I think is appropriate. He said, sometimes you got to get in the way. Are y'all following me? Sometimes when we're doing the things of God, y'all, we got to get in the way. So people will know that we're here. So people will hear the gospel, y'all. If we don't get in the way of some folk, they'll never hear the gospel. The church will never be the church if we don't get in the way. Are y'all with me today? So here it is. They weren't worried about the people who could kill their bodies. They were more concerned with the ones that could kill their body and their soul. That's how we got to be. We, we ought not be worried about the looked on people's faces. We ought to be willing to stand. We ought to be willing to speak truth to power. We got to be willing to say those things that nobody else will say. We have to tell folk that Jesus lives. He died. He, God raised him up and he lives. He had the right hand of the father and he has power to change lives. We got to tell folk that even when they don't want to hear it. So listen, so here they are. The, the council, they want to kill him. They want them dead. They want Peter and the apostles dead. They want to kill them. And then one amongst them said, wait a minute, y'all. 
Wait a minute, y'all. Let me tell you a story. And he begins to tell this story about this one man who thought he was something. And he came, he died, and all the people that was with him died, and the other ones that were following came to nothing. Then he tells another story about another person. He say same thing happened to him. He thought he was something, but he was really nothing. Everything that he wanted to do came to nothing. He died, and the people that was following him, they was dispersed all over. So I need us to understand this, man, that sometimes we be afraid to do what God says do when God already got somebody in the midst. Uh, y'all see this? They were ready to kill them men. Somebody say, hold up. Hold up. These men just might be a God. He say, if we bother with them, we are actually, we might find ourselves opposing to God. We, listen, who are we that we can fight God? Brothers, our arms are too short to fight God. Are you listening to me? I don't care how strong you is. I don't care how powerful or right you got. You can't box with God. Amen. Amen. Listen, y'all, we can't fight him. We can't fight his will. What his will is, it's going to happen. So what we need to say, I need to do what God says. So listen to this, y'all. This, this, this thing just bothered me. Now, I am, I'm called to preach the gospel. I love the Lord. Y'all, but these men, after this man talked to them, told them, hey, y'all better act right. You leave these men alone. And, and listen, they said, they said, okay. But before they let Peter and the apostles go, guess what they did? One last time, they beat them. They say, well, we're going to let them go, but we're going to beat them. That was their last ditch effort to try to scare them and not sharing the gospel. So these men got beat. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know how many whoopings I'm going to take. Are y'all with me? I love the Lord, but I don't know how many whoopings I want. But these men got whooped. The Bible says they left rejoicing. Now, how about, look, look, let's, let's be real. How many of y'all happy about getting whooped? How many of us going to be like, yay, I got whooped? No, that is not us. They left rejoicing. Scripture said, I want to read that to us again. It says, and when they had called apostles in, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. They left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. How could they rejoice? You know why they could rejoice? Because they trusted God with their life. You know why they could rejoice? Because they trusted God would handle all their enemies. You know why they rejoiced? Because they knew God trusted them to share what they had seen and heard. Can God trust us? He, listen, why? Why? Did they rejoice because they knew that Jesus had been risen from the dead, that Christ raised it, that God raised him from the dead? Listen, Jesus died the worst kind of death. He died the death that was deserved for the worst of the worst. He was beaten. He was nailed to the cross. He didn't say a mumbling word. On the cross, he, on his cross, our weaknesses and our sins were put upon him. He was put in a barred tomb. You want to know why he was put in the barred tomb? Because he was not going to need it long. Are y'all happy about that today? 
He, he wasn't going to need it long. He, he didn't need his own tomb. He just laid in somebody else's tomb. And he got up. God raised Christ up on the third day. And when he got up, he had all power in his hands. And you know what? The Peter and the apostles said, if he did it for him, he can do it for us. Are, are y'all listening to me? Y'all, if the early church could have everything in common, we can have everything in common. If the early church fellowship together, guess what, y'all? We can fellowship together. If the early church had one heart and one soul, guess what? We can have one heart and one soul because the same power that was working in them is available to us. There's, it's available to us. So guess what, y'all? We're going to have to say some stuff we might not want to say. Y'all, we, gonna, we may have to upset some folk, but I call that good trouble. I call that necessary trouble. We're going to have to tell some folk, I don't think that way no more. I don't do that anymore. You know why? Because God has made a difference in my life. Not because I got any power, but because he got all power. Are y'all with me today? He has all power. Changing our way may cause us some trouble, but it's good trouble. It's necessary trouble. Are y'all with me? So, brothers and sisters, it ain't bad trouble. It's good trouble. It's necessary. The apostles had to go through that. You know why? So the gospel could reach you and I. If they hadn't went through, the gospel would have never made it to us. But they went through, and because they went through, the gospel made it to people like you and me. And when we do what he says, we don't know who the gospel is going to reach. But we got to do what he says he could do. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know that you can trust God with your life. We need to say we'd rather obey God rather than man. Because he can handle whatever we're faced with. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. God, you are so powerful. God, you are so all-knowing. And it's good to know, God, that sometimes this life was bring us things that we don't necessarily want to go through. Some things that we call trouble. But it's good to know that when we're doing what you say do, we're moving like you say move. That ain't, it's not just ordinary trouble. It is good trouble. It is necessary trouble. So, Father, regardless of what we have to face, we're making up in our mind today that we would rather obey God than man because we trust you with our lives. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.